you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Around the NFL podcast is going to ride till they can't no more. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by the United States Marine Corps. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. I mean, think how many times I've said that. 1,286, I think, actually. Right this We're up to 86. Yeah. More times than I've said, hey, Dan. <laughs> so many times. And uh, I have asked multiple times, how many shows have we done? Where are we? Are we close to 1,000? We should do a 1,000 episode blowout live show somewhere in Los Angeles. And every time Erica looks me in the eye and she says, no, thanks. I don't need to look that up. <laughs> That's not true. I look it up every day. I mean, it would be very. It would. It would. Well, just, that's not necessary either. Yes. No. It's so. This true. is your all the all the president's men type of investigation. Just on. Well, here's how long it would take. As long as it takes to count to you know a little less than a thousand. So I bet one of our listeners would do. All you got to do is go to iTunes, right, and just count count them up. Yes, July 2013, we started as a foursome. I think that's a great idea for our listeners. It's a challenge for our <laughs> listeners. I think it's really like we want to see how much you guys love the show. You should see how you should see how because you're already outsourcing money tags. Okay, how much of your duties at work can you just outsource to our wonderful listeners? That's I think that's a great. I think that's a really great idea. <laughs> how many episodes really of the broadcast are we up to? Do we need uh, a I don't to know. Like Forty-seven. <laughs> Do I sound like that? <laughs> Yes, Rick. 47. <laughs> this is our 47. That's right. There we go. Very feminine. All right. Here we go. This is live. Oh, yeah. On, yes, Mark. It's live <laughs> Why on YouTube. Why does the retaliation come towards me? Because it's the only drop I, I have like readily accessible. Make uh, more. Oh, my God. 
feisty boys today. Uh, we are live on YouTube right now, and you could, uh, if you're checking this out uh, in audio form, you could come back to it, and you could see uh, how feisty the boys are in the studio two days ahead of Thanksgiving. And speaking of Thanksgiving, we hear it all the time. Uh, I like the do it lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I like it. Um, I like the do it lady. Yeah. <laughs> every show, every year around this time, we were told the season doesn't really start <laughs> until after Thanksgiving. It doesn't even begin, which first of all, Wes, I know you're a guy, you, you chew up that film. You're a real mm. tape dog, as they call you. Tape dog. Yeah. Uh, it must be offensive to you on some level for people to think you could... Uh, isn't it kind of uh, reductive thinking? A little bit? No, not at all. I think it's absolutely correct, and I've had to come to terms with the fact that three months of my life just are meaningless. Well, it's it's saying, you know, when it comes to winning a championship, that's not our goal. Our goal is just to entertain and uh, inform the masses. So I think that matters in week two, week three. But if your goal is just winning a Super Bowl, that's when it kind of matters. Right. I'd say the Bengals have followed orders. <laughs> they certainly have. They're going to ride. Um, no, that was solid perspective, Greg. And with that in mind, uh, a little later in the show, uh, since the season doesn't start until Friday, the day after Thanksgiving here in the States, we're going to offer up a couple of predictions for, I guess, what the real season is. This has all been a big exhibition walk up until now. So we, we It's made... all about stacking wins until I'm now. even throwing right. Thanksgiving into that because it's unfair that the Cowboys and Bills and other teams playing Thursday – their, you know, their season would be less than the rest of the. Well, the that brings the up another point. I, I actually asked you guys a couple days ago: Is the saying the season begins on Thanksgiving or after? But using that logic, yes, Thanksgiving should count since essentially people are saying, if you really want to boil it down, week thirteen is when the season begins. It's an old Belichick Parcellsism. I don't yes. think anyone else really pedals in this, but Belichick loves it. And that's pretty good uh, source material uh, in terms of the info on that. So we're going to throw out some predictions for the final five weeks of the regular season and uh, perhaps the playoffs. I don't know where you guys went with this. Uh, also, speaking of Thanksgiving, we're going to preview each of the three Thanksgiving Day games. We got some turkeys. <laughs> I hate myself. I like the do it lady. Uh, yeah. to, to discuss... Um, Chicago at Detroit, oh, yeah. Buffalo at Dallas, New Orleans at Atlanta. Now, that's another idea. Instead of us having to, Mark and I are going to handle the Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving wrap-up, can you just dig up enough sound clips of Mark and I just to put together an entire recap I love that plan. of oh, yeah. Thanksgiving? By the way, I do appreciate I like you adding, yeah. I, th- I appreciate you adding extra people to be interrupted with their own voice while they're talking. It's a little bit unnerving. I thought it? it was fair, especially because it's like clearly a man singing that New York City song and he just does like a falsetto <laughs> and you're like, I like the do it lady. So like it's, it was funny. It doesn't bother me as much though. I thought it was a lady. It is. Do it. Yeah, that's a woman. Yeah, that's a female. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, that's singing a do it is a female. Oh, you no, know what? It's Wake a, up, Tampos. It's a that's guy, a woman. No, okay. It's not. That. That's backing Vox by a female. No, it's it's a guy going falsetto. That's Mary no, no, Clayton. No, 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 no. Would you mind researching that case? 
Mm. Or asking the listeners. Yeah, if you guys want to know, this song came out of our library and never to be found again. I'm not sure what it's called, where it's from, but look it up. A lot of, lot of gender confusion this week between this and Conan the Dog. I mean, it's just, it's a hot story. It's all over the place. Uh, so we'll preview the three Thanksgiving games. Uh, but before we do any of that, let's uh, finish up week 12 with the road to victory. Uh, presented by the United States Marine Corps. And yes, the Ravens, they are cruising down that road. Jackson takes the snap. Blitz pressure coming. Slings to the end zone. Hollywood Brown has it. Touchdown number two for Hollywood. Hollywood Brown ran free right down the seam. And Lamar Jackson, with cornerback pressure coming, delivered the dime, and the Ravens extend it to a two-touchdown lead. Every time he makes a throw like this, the word that comes to my mind is sustainable. Because everybody says this offense is not sustainable because you got a quarterback that runs the ball. Eventually he's going to get hurt or he's going to lose his leg or he's going to get old or beat up or whatever. That right there is sustainable ball. That was an absolute dime. Oh, he is going to get old. <laughs> so that's terrible, but he will get old, Lamar Jackson. But all the other things, that was spot on. Not yet. Jerry Sandusky and a friend. The Ravens Radio Network with the call. I don't have the man's name. Maybe Dennis Pitta, D. Pitt. Is that D. Pitt? He's been doing it you know, Makes sense. the rest of the season. What a performance by the Ravens. What a performance by the MVP favorite, Lamar Jackson, who threw as many touchdowns on Monday at the L.A. Coliseum as he did interceptions. Five in an absolute butt-whipping. 45-6. to six. Ravens over Rams. Baltimore moves to 9-2. And and, um, obviously in control of their division and right on the heels of the Patriots with a huge matchup against the 49ers uh, next week. The Rams in tatters. And and this was my, Mark, my initial thought, uh, you know, soaking in this game afterwards. What what does it all mean? A year ago around this team uh, time, 53 weeks ago to be exact, there was another league sensation, a young league sensation quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, on the way to the MVP that had a monster game against the Rams in L.A., and Jared Goff and the Rams offense went punch for punch. And not only punch for punch, they won. The Rams won that game, that famous 53-51 win. This year, same situation, uh, another hot shot young future MVP potentially comes into the Rams building, and Goff and the offense weren't even close to being able to go punch for punch. It shows you how quickly the Super Bowl window shuts in the NFL and also what a mess the Rams have become. But let's start with the Ravens and how impressive they are right now. And how great the NFL is. And I compared to any other sports league because it is hyper unpredictable to see, even think where we'll be a year from now, to think that last night history is happening before our eyes where anyone tracking the NFL has... Lamar Jackson is hot on the radar, but there are still groups of people that don't really watch a lot of games outside of their own team and maybe didn't even see Lamar Jackson really until last night. And he exploded onto the scene. And in a performance that basically said, Rams, you were the the it boys last year. You're not any longer. And you were the untouchable from coaching on down to roster, team building, everything. And can you get there again? Perhaps you can. Perhaps so. I mean, things like change, as we said, so much. But right now, it was, you know, I watched these Ravens victories week after week, these crushings, where you almost want to look at the teams that are being scattered into a thousand parts and say, Let's see where you are next week because it's hard right. to even look at you. But I don't. I also look at the, from the Rams side, and I'll let you guys hit that. 
a team that, and this is the, what the Ravens do, and I want to see what happens against San Francisco. They did it against the Texans. They've done it over and over. They break you physically quickly with, as as Eric Weddle said, they couldn't even see where the ball Let's was. Let's hear it. We have Weddle on. Let's hear it. And this is very unusual uh, to hear any quote. like. And Weddle's a guy that speaks his mind, and it's great to have people like him. Uh, so that you factor that in well as well. But to hear this type of quote coming out of a losing locker room is ultra rare. Yeah, there's nothing like it. You can't emulate it. How are you going to practice it? Lamar's the fastest guy on the field. And now you got it. Obviously, I'm a little frustrated. No, don't, don't take it. It's just, uh, he's, he's an MVP for a reason. For, for what he's doing, their whole team. I, I kid you not, like... I wouldn't lie to you guys. Half the time, I, I didn't know who had the ball <laughs> until they were getting through the line, and I had to go tackle them. That that is an underrated part of their team. Lamar's so good with his ball handling and, and taking the ball at the mesh point and the creativity with the play calls that Mark Ingram runs well and Gus Edwards and Jackson. That every defense is slow trying to react. I mean. The Rams, we know they're mediocre this season. I don't think I needed to see them get blown out to know that. I mean, Deshaun Watson's Texans lost by basically the same score, ended his MVP campaign. Remember that. They beat the Patriots by three scores, and they went to Seattle and beat them 30-16. to 16. This is a historic run. They've outscored their last five opponents, uh, 202, I believe, to 64. And four of those teams are teams that could be going to the playoffs. The, the Rams probably aren't, but three of those teams are playoff teams. They are beating great teams by a lot in a way that we haven't seen since the 07 Patriots. So to me, yeah, the Rams are a disappointment. They're going to end up with eight, nine wins, whatever it is, and very likely miss the playoffs. But they're the Washington Generals, as you mentioned. This is this is the Baltimore Ravens show. It's the first time in literally NFL history that a team has beaten two winning teams back-to-back weeks by more than 34 points. I mean, their, their point differential is right there with like the greatest teams of all time. And it's just like fun to watch. And it's perfect that we got the 49ers coming in on on Sunday. And this week of all weeks, I was struck by the similarities when we see RG3 warming up on the sidelines in garbage time to the 2012 RG3 season, where it's not every year that the league gets swept up in the fever of a physical marvel like RG3 was when the Giants were saying it's like playing against Superman when they were chasing him down the sideline for 80 years. And then he goes into Dallas on Thanksgiving Day and has a complete star turn. Tony Kornheiser's calling it the era of unbridled optimism. And when I look at this, I think that he's closest to the RG3 rookie as far as skill set, but much better instincts as a runner than RG3, much more durable and strong than RG3, a better pocket passer than Michael Vick. And I think he's a, he's on par, maybe not quite at the level of Russell Wilson in terms of decision-making, but Russell Wilson's instincts as a runner, his decision-making is just tremendous. And Lamar Jackson's like that, but with way more speed. Right. His I think he's one of the best runners in the NFL. I mean, you can't even compare... RG3 or even Russell Wilson just as a running entity to to Jackson because he's the best running quarterback in NFL history. I mean he's he's put at least he's having the best season any quarterback has had running the ball and the impact that he makes like Weddle said on defenders who don't know where the ball is and their offensive line is playing outstanding. Well, I would look at it like this. He will be he it's his MVP award to lose right now. I think it's, it's close though. I really do with five Not weeks. the way not, not the way everyone no. is swept right. up in the fever. And 
As and he will be. be the youngest MVP winner, if it happens, since Jim Brown in 57 and 58, which to me makes sense because Jim Brown was the biggest physical marvel compared to his contemporaries that we've ever seen. And Lamar Jackson right now is a physical marvel. Sevens are wild for the Ravens right now. They have seven straight wins. They had seven possessions yesterday where they got seven points out of all seven uh, or six possessions where they got seven points each time. Here they are now. Uh, nine for 55 touchdowns. Seven for 61 touchdown. Eight for 75 touchdown. Sevens for 75 touchdown. Ten for 75 touchdown. Seventeen for 78 touchdown. And a thing that jumps out to me and, and the, the ESPN telecast hit on this with bringing up the name of the um, analytics guy that, that John R. Harbaugh leans on that multiple times they go for it on fourth down. They just don't care because they know if they execute, they can't be stopped on offense. And that was not – the Rams are deeply disappointing, and especially on offense where it's it's stunning to see how far this team has regressed. And Jared Goff looks like the Jeff Fisher Jared Goff now, and it's hard to believe. But that defense of the Rams still has and uh, still has Aaron Donald and still has Jalen Ramsey, and he had Eric Weddle back there, and it didn't matter. I, I think it's okay to be swept up by the Lamar Jackson the magnificence of what we're seeing right now. I thought it was amazing the sequence where at on fourth and four they're up thirty-five to six, the Ravens, and talking about analytics and what John Harbaugh decided to do. And this is not the John Harbaugh of five or six years ago. They roll out Sam Koch for a punt, right? And then they say, no, 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 we're going to bring in Justin Tucker and we're going to kick it. And then they say, no, 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 no. And suddenly you see Lamar Jackson waving everyone off the field, and he whips a big completion, and they. It's, this is what they're doing every week. I, I was watching it with Luke, who's nine years old and is seen like six football games, and he said, Daddy, why are there wide open spaces play after play? Because that is a Rams defensive issue. I think they missed Adamic and Sue. I think that there are things happening, and it's not just the Rams. It's other teams, too. But they were broken by the end of that like, game. Do you think Sue would have made a difference? I don't yesterday? know if he would have made a difference, but when you, when you when um, Ingram had one run where he clashed into three or four people, and the Rams, all the, and they're all in bright yellow jerseys, and they were just all on the ground for an extra second or two because their wills had been broken by the third quarter. Uh, by the way, on the field after the game, Lakeisha Jackson Wessling, who is she just Lakeisha Wessling? I got to get this right. Well, her middle name is now Jackson. Okay, so I nailed it. Um, she is a huge Rams fan. She uses her NFL connections. Good for her to get on the field and in person at the Coliseum to watch the game. Bloodbath sucks. However, because she's a journo, uh, because she cares about uh, her friends, because she cares about this show. She tracked down the great Mark Ingram, the outspoken star running back of the Ravens who quietly had another awesome game uh, last night and and got this from Ingram. My dog, Mark with a C. What's up, man? They use your drop all the time in their podcast. Hey, man, I appreciate Mark with a C. He always look out for me, always show me love. That's my dude. <laughs> Have you always looked out for Mark Ingram? Is that true? I mean, I you know we were on foreign soil where we looked oh, out yeah. for each other. A USO yeah. tour that you went on together—that's what the famous Mark with the C drop is from. But give me an instance of when, when you looked out for him <laughs> and you, you as a real friend and as a protector almost, uh, helped Mark Ingram to where he is today. He is a class act, but I think I could help him by not describing the situation. But no, I, I, no, he helped me much more because I, the one thing, the one note I'll say about him is that you can already see his effect on that locker room, that team. The best hype man to- in the right, Totally selfless. And he is, he's all about Lamar Jackson. He's all about everyone else. And 
when Lakeisha, I know that she had competition to talk to Mark Ingram. She had to fight to get him for a second. Oh, don't so count I t- out Lakeisha. No, she scenario. is. I totally, she's by far the best reporter in the family. I totally appreciate <laughs> how she got that. But it, one thing that, that happened there is that she, I totally lost my train of thought because I, it was just so amazing. But I, I, <laughs> I forced her way in, and she did. And he, and you know, she also waited till this morning to put it up. And I thought it was just an awesome surprise to see. But I, Lamar, like Mark Ingram has uh, done that over and over, and people were tweeting on her tweet, basically Saints fans saying, "This is why we miss him in our locker room." That you know, th- that's a good locker room too. But that his absence has been felt, and the addition in Baltimore could not have been a better free agent in person fit. I feel like if I had to guess what the example was, maybe a bare knuckle street brawl somewhere in the streets of Rome, mm. and and you know Ingram, he could hold hold his own. Obviously, this guy is a, a, a big man, and he and he's knocking out bad guys left and right but then a sneak attack a guy comes up behind him with a switchblade here comes Mark he does a super kick that guy's out and he and then you put Mark Ingram over your shoulder and you race him to safety Oof. that I think that's what he's referring to that sounds to. about right I know on the, our final night there he did a lot more to help me let's put it Ooh. that way when, so. I, when I was there in, in training camp in Baltimore they all talked about that Ingram was already one of the leaders of that team and that offense like he made, and that was, you know, that's back in August. He's creating a lot of his own yards. That's the thing about Lamar. Part of the reason his teammates love him is because he makes them all look better. I mean, they're, they're leaving five guys in to pass protect almost every down, never an extra guy. So you have more receivers out in the route. That's part of the reason uh, why you know, they have open receivers all the time. The tackles in the offensive linemen, they're all going to the Pro Bowl. They, they're getting incentives. Like Orlando Brown and, and Ronnie Stanley are playing as well as anyone. They're getting more love. It's like Lamar makes Mark Ingram look better. He makes everyone look better. I wrote an article last year questioning why the Ravens bypassed Derwin James in the first round. And now look at the 2018 draft class of the Baltimore Ravens. It's got to be one of the best of the last decade. Despite taking Hayden Hurst. First, right. You've you get- got Lamar Jackson. You've got a Pro Bowl tight end in Mark Andrews. You've got two offensive line starters. And then your first pick is your backup tight end, Hayden Hurst. That's uh we should mention their, their defense just quickly has is one of the reasons why I think they're they're the favorites for the Super Bowl at this point. And John Harbaugh had a good quote when they asked him if you know they're the best team. He said that doesn't exist. There is no best team in November. They, they, they decide that at the end of February. I thought you I, said downstairs that your daughter said that. I, when I was sitting in my cubicle working. No, I said I'm going <laughs> to explain that to my daughter. And I thought your daughter said it. And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, that's really <laughs> insightful. That's a no, I said because Ellis is, Ellis is fixated on who's the best team in the league that week. Well, the 49ers and the Patriots have the record. Well, who's better? Well, the, how could the Ravens be better if they're and, and Harbaugh said it well. He's like, there is no best team right now. They, we got to determine that in February. And so they just have to keep this rolling. They have to get that one. So she was able to s- discern who was the better team last night, I hope. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, Harbaugh is not man enough to say it, but if you want to know who the best team is, you go check out NFL.com slash power rankings. Oh, of course. There you go. All right. Who could disagree with whatever you cooked up there? Before we move yes. on, that was not the only exclusive that Ke- Keisha got last night. Really? There is something she got just for the three of you and our loyal listeners. Do we have that now? We've got it. Welcome to NFL and Courts. I'm Lakeisha Westland, and today my husband, Chris Westland, joins me on the show. His first time ever. What an honor. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so, we got a lot of football to get to. We've got the Bengals announcing that Andy Dalton is now, poof, all of a sudden, they're starting quarterback again. A couple weeks too late. 
So, I don't... They're a hot mess. And another hot mess is the Rams getting their butts kicked. That was a little embarrassing for you tonight. The Ravens? Ooh, they're so good. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's so good. Wow. But why you gotta do us like that on Monday Night Football? This is a late, late night <laughs> recording. I've never seen anything like Lamar Jackson. This is, you know what? This is impressive. I don't need to. Let's you need just, some wine. I need some wine. <laughs> need some wine up in my life. Give me your cup, babe. Let's mm. do it. Drink it up. Ooh, it's that song in the back. The Wait, production value is out of this world. Why is the wine blue? The wine is blue because we're having a baby boy! Oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> I really do need that wine because I just got back from a I did not see that coming. Whoa! Look at this Parents, <laughs> Greg, give me a hug. Mark, Dan, oh, Whoa. Dan was right. Dan was right. June, 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 June. Oh, Engagement. yes! Wedding. First child. It's going to be June, mid-May, hey. late May. Congratulations. I'm due May 29th, though, so it's kind of, I could actually have could the be. baby oh, in my. May or it could be in June. Who knows? But I'm going to say June because right now Dan has my whole life like in, in this, order. He protects it all. Congratulations. Wow. Wow. Ke- Keisha has entered the studio for everyone Jeez. listening on, together. on the podcast. By the podcast. Tears oh, yeah. are coming out. That is Why is amazing. that wine blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to judge the wine. But, wow, Akisha. And by the way, thank you for the scoop. But more importantly, this is a special moment. <laughs> Keep crying. <laughs> oh, my. It's happening. I know. I'm just speechless. It's just, it's surreal. I'm just, we're both so happy. Oh, we're happy for you. I know well, this is the day you've been looking forward to. It's amazing. It's been a long journey, especially through cancer. And there were days where I didn't think this was possible. There were chemotherapy and radiation days where they said you may not be able to have a child again. And throughout it all, Keisha always had this positive outlook that our lives were going to change for the better. And this is what was going to happen in a couple of years. And you were right. And Dan had the same outlook, obviously. Uh, I knew it. I knew it the whole time. And it, there, it's on the fast track. Uh, and this is uh, awesome. This okay, is I mean, best, Keisha's best ready. No, I've never known any <laughs> yes. non-pregnant woman who's had more toys already bought, uh, more plans, more rules. Babysitting uh, you know, other people's It's going to be, it, it, we were, you know. I was pregnant when I babysitted your two boys. So oh. I was watching Chris try to change a diaper with Velcro because he's not used to diapers having Velcro. was <laughs> It was quite hilarious. We have talked about in our house, too, because we're like, you try, you know, looking at other parents and comparing, you know, how you're doing compared to others. A lot of times we're thinking we're not up to snuff here, but we've always thought Wes and Lakeisha, they have got it down. They got the marriage thing down about as good as you could. They're going to do the same with the parenthood thing. I'm so happy for you. Oh, and the you. ATN Media Insider did have some, <laughs> some sparrows coming to me with some rumors that this could be in the air. Yes, which I didn't report on that, obviously. Uh, But there were sparrows out there that came to me that this could be something that was out there. But I wanted to wait it out and get some more sources. Now I got the best source you can get. And this is the reason for the cozy freak out. Yeah. There we go. There's been a big big controversy about where we're all going to gather tomorrow night for our uh, traditional Thanksgiving Eve NFL media friends gathering. And uh, Lakeisha has been very strong on uh, going to a place that has a great hamburger, Hanano's. And listen, you're in that zone now. She's pregnant lady. Too. Wait, who eating told you, two. Dan? Who, who do you think uh, told you? Do you think, what kind of media insider would I be if I told you who my source was? Uh, 
I guess. Yeah, that's true. You didn't like, know, though. You were, you were, you were, you were stunned. Uh, Nobody in this room. You were you guys, stunned uh, when you saw this Erica video. Was the yes. first I happened to be to looking at you. There are literally only like two or three possibilities. Yeah. The light didn't go on, though, when I saw the blue. I was just thinking, like, oh, I shouldn't make fun of the wine because she's serious. <laughs> right. I called Lakeisha <laughs> out in, in London. London. Oh. Yeah, and Lakeisha was so nervous because Katie was with, and she goes, "I, I don't know, like Lakeisha's not really drinking wine and That's stuff like that." Why we were drinking those, yes. and I, <laughs> and I, I got flustered when you asked me. You know what? Like, Simone oh, asked that question too because I, I kept saying so, Lakeisha's been so nice about like getting any I little thing done. It even if no, I, I know, but, but let oh, me say that. I, right. I'm, it's not, I'm not even thinking of that way. And you're, <laughs> but I, I have one larger question because I think the bigger issue here, the shield. Mm. Is going to be theoretically oh, down a member. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's something Dan's going to uh, How about with. The, the, the company softball team you're talking about? The company about. softball yes. team. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the NFL at large, because Raj, Raj is keeping, keeping these two. That, this, he's oh, yeah. making them go to HR meetings and declare their love forever. I don't know what that was about. Recently. Dan, a headache for you to deal well, with. Well, the timing's a little selfish. I'll put it out there. <laughs> Got a starting catcher, my sport, starting third base, and procreating <laughs> when the playoffs are happening. But Oof. we'll figure that terrific, out. Terrific, yeah. terrific timing though. An off-season baby. That's, oh, yeah. well that's the way that to do was, it. Uh, it's yeah. tasteful. The well, baby is due in late May. Mm-hmm. Late May, May right there. So. Right. Wow. As has been predicted for years. I think we just wrap the show and go home. <laughs> I know. What are Please, we what, about? what do we do? Bears, Lions? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, let's really break down that Driscoll-Trubisky matchup. Please. Uh, and guess See what, it. guys? That's the road to victory. Oh, yeah. my God. Presented by the United States I mean, Marine the Marines Corps. just got their money's worth for the entire season. A lot of Marines a come back from service, and they get right to work. Right. You know, and there's kids that you know pop out nine months later. That's what they do, and that's that's similar to what's happened here. Wow, Wes. How about that? Pipe's still operational. That's good. But boys can swim. <laughs> what news? And I like you, you guys dropped it like an A-bomb in the middle of the show. Because that, that even adds more. There's a history we're of reeling here. I mean, yeah. right, because you really, you if Keisha's still there, she built it up. She built up to it. You started talking about Jared Goff's like third down, you know, throws. <laughs> like the timing's not really there with Cooper Buck Cup. Uh, speaking of timing, like, <laughs> wow, uh, awesome. All right, and another boy. Wow, that's that's gonna give. Uh, we got a roster coming together here. We now have the replacement podcast lined up, set to go. <sighs> Unbelievable. All right, let's uh, let's try to move on from that uh, and and talk about yes. We, you know, the, the, some people say Bill, Belich- uh, Bill Belichick learned it from Bill Parcells. I found the official quote, by the way. It's okay. after Thanksgiving. The, and, uh, the football season doesn't start until after Thanksgiving. And that so, is Bill Parcells, that's right? Par- that's Belichick, and Belichick says it quite a bit. You know, I, I know you love Belichick, but Belichick learned at the knee of Parcells. <laughs> I don't think Parcells gets enough uh, love uh, anymore. I think it's all Belichick now, and... I don't know. I guess I'm a big tuna guy. I no, I, I'm with you. It's just that Belichick's won like five more Super Bowls at this point. So oh. said, there was a time when they were viewed as equals. You know, I feel like not like, Let's see how he does. You can, I say, love you can say a lot about Bill Parcells. Not getting enough media attention doesn't seem like it's one of them. <laughs> I said love. I, I understand that. All right. Anyway, Parcells uh, said it. And, I, you know, again, we talk about him all the time. Mike and the Mad Dog, Francesa would parrot whatever his buddy at the racetrack, Parcells, would say. So that was kind of hammered into your head growing up in the uh, tri-state area uh, that the playoffs begin after Thanksgiving. So let's make some 
Thanksgiving predictions. Wes's last Thanksgiving, uh, where he's not a father. Mm. Oh, what a year you got coming up, Wes. Oh, I know. Both for the good and the great and the oof. There's already been a lot of reckoning going on in my mind. Oh, it, it's it's changing. It's going to change everything, Chris. You, I You've seen it all around you. But until you're actually in the S, as the Marines say. Mm. Best advice I got and, and give is don't do any preparation. Don't even think about it too much. There's nothing you can do. It'll all be a waste of time anyways. So just enjoy. <laughs> support Lakeisha and everything she needs. And enjoy uh, the time until it's, it's here. I'd Thank- take a couple road trips. I'd get away and do the yeah, things you do that you like, like that. to do. But, but the, there's a catch there. We did the baby moon, as they call it. Mm. Um, Emily and I. I just heard about Jack. this. It's all problematic because one of the best things about being married and being young and married and, and having not a ton of responsibilities uh, before kids is that uh, your wife is like your best drinking buddy. And you go to these things. Lakeisha going out of action for almost a year. <laughs> it's not great. It's and it will make it less fun not being able to, you know, cut loose with her. And you'll miss that. All of this is true. But I think um, our friends, Lakeisha and I, our friends know that we're not two people who really went through our 20s and 30s and you have to worry that they didn't really live it up enough before they had children. <laughs> we lived it up plenty. Yeah. You could so. also bring Greg on your baby moon. I just, that's, <laughs> that would be effective. Um, oh, yeah. And then my, my one other thought. Greg's right. There's no way to prepare for it. You just got to be in it. Uh, but what the real rope-a-dope, like the Tom Brady level rope-a-dope is, the first like week, two weeks when you got family helping and the mo- your you know the mother is, has her hands full obviously uh, literally um it seems like oh that, i don't have that much this doesn't change so much it's when the family leaves town and then it's just the three of you in the house and things get real yeah the baby goes also the baby begins by sleeping for like seven and a half hours i remember reading <laughs> ripping through mystery novels and texting all my friends with kids being like you guys are ridiculous. This is so easy. A lot of me time, then it all changes. Uh, we, we've been told it's over for the Westlings. Uh, but it's also the best thing that will ever happen to you. I want to make that clear as well. <laughs> all right, let's get to it. The season doesn't start till Thanksgiving. So, Mark, give us a, uh, a prediction for the 2019 season, which is just beginning uh, on Sunday. How do I follow anything that happened with, with this? But um, Oh, yeah. I've got like 15 predictions on this page, but this is the one that's burning into my eyes as I read it because I I believe this is going to be a thing that's going to become something that gets thrown into Patriots lore. Tom Brady going out and winning first-round playoff games is at this point a snooze fest to the viewer if you're of a certain age because you've seen it happen 27, 30, 45 you mean their times. first, the divisional. They yeah, don't play they, first they, round. Well, they, their first, their initial game. Yes. Or let's say even if it were in this case, it, you know, you've got all the teams in the AFC. Their opening salvo in the playoffs is typically a beatdown that just goes the way you'd predict. Or it's close. You can pitch it as close, but it's not this time. It's going to be very different. Because there's going to be a minor <laughs> tick or a fly in the ointment, I should say, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be. It's not going to be something that would be worse. Ticks are very dangerous. Uh, but if you're, you're going to lose Tom Brady for one playoff game. It's oh. not going to be extremely serious. Where like I'm we're not bringing pre- back the Mark Sessler I, injury I, I'll prediction. I'll tell you it's why. Been a while. I think this is actually like the fourth game he nope. missed due to Mark Sessler injuring him. <laughs> this is going to back thrust in sixteen. You know, Jarrett Stidham into the lineup with very little 
pre-up practice time. It's going to happen like on a Thursday or something, okay? And you're going to have to suddenly... Patriots fans are going to be freaking out. Scott Zolak's going to be freaking out. Everyone's going to be thinking, this is how they finally got us. But he is going to author one of the most creative, interesting, unbelievable <laughs> Patriots first playoff games of their season wins. And so long, it will feel fresh and new to Patriots fans, and Brady will come back the next week. Not anything that would surprise me. In fact, he, Belichick is on that um, all-time you know, top 100 team uh, NFL Network special that's going on right now. Every Friday. Every Friday. And he just, uh, it's with Rich Eisen, uh, Belichick, and he just said his philosophy, and he's he's the classic, I read The Art of War. What about Shinzu? What is the yeah. author? And he said that the whole thing he broke it down to is exposing and exploiting your enemy's weaknesses and playing to your strengths. That's what he would do in that case, and he'd find a way to protect that quarterback. And so it wouldn't shock me at all. What would shock me is if Tom Brady got hurt because mm. he really he doesn't miss games other than that one season. That, uh, that Belichick quote, which, which was telling, I, I thought it was, he prefaced it by saying, I, I always think there's a way to win. Like, every game is winnable. You just have to figure out basically how to attack their weaknesses and make your strengths better. I mean, that's what's doing it for the Patriots right now. <laughs> right. Because they're not that good. No. I think a, li- a lot like year two. A lot like the 03 and, and certainly the 01 team. It would cap so off great. a regular season so where you could say they're, they're, they're short in a lot of positions to have a backup of all people win one playoff game. Is this a, the elbow injury that put him on the injury report and I can't, a questionable I, I, I'm designation? Not, because if I, here's the thing. If this happens, and it will happen, let's start right there, and I predict the wrong body part, it's going to be like, you didn't really get the prediction right. So I'm just going to say Tom Brady will not be in You were there careful for, not to say divisional round. It looks pretty safe so they'll get just, a bye. but saying yeah, okay. Their first okay. playoff game, Jarrett Stidham's in there and he, and he pulls off. And it's not just because he hands the ball off 604 times. He's going to do something. <laughs> Wes, sign me up. Well, I also have a Patriots prediction. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit different. The current iteration of the Patriots, a team which I find to be just a tad overrated nationally as of Thanksgiving, are about to embark on a three-game panic-inducing losing streak, climaxing with Week 15. Mm, climax, indeed. On to Cincinnati jokes ah! <laughs> about the resurgent Andy Dalton-led Bengals about to lose their vice grip on the number one pick with A.J. Green and John Ross healthy Oof. and moving the balls in an upset victory over the Patriots, which will be the third straight loss in a row. So, they're lo- they're lo- wow. so this would be losing. Maybe they don't get a bye. At Houston. No, they wouldn't in that case. Uh, home for Kansas City, and then the kicker, they lose to uh, Zach Taylor's boys. Zach Taylor took Belichick's bold prediction. He found a way to win. It's, a, just, bold, it's a bold prediction. That is... The next two weeks... Do you are, actually believe that, though? Or are you I, just trying to I be think, splashy here? No, I really think that the Patriots are... I said a tad overrated. I think the way people are talking about them as if they're the favorites in the AFC still... Uh, that team, that team that? ended who, in mid. Zolak? That team ended in mid October. They haven't played at that level, and I just don't see them playing that way. And I do think if you get Andy Dalton, John Ross, and AJ Green back for the Bengals, that's not the same team you're playing against that you think you were playing against. Wes, that prediction topped your news from earlier in the show. I thought so. Um, I really don't think the Patriots are who people think they are. They're winning with Bill Belichick in defense, and they're not winning with Tom Brady in offense. From your lips to God's ears, my friend. Right, but isn't Bill Belichick, I mean, the defense has been, that's been enough. 
Right. That's been good. In January, will it be? I'm saying that luck. See. The luck of winning these close games where you're just out coaching everybody, I don't think you can count on that every week. You could see it getting to Cincinnati. With two losses, Texans, Chiefs. That's not yeah. But they're they're in Houston, and then Greg, aren't you the one who always says any NFL team can beat any other NFL? Sure, three three in a row from ten and one would be a would be a steep fall. I still think they're playing as a top spiral all the a top six or seven team in the NFL. I'm with you. I don't think there's. In fact, I would say the opposite. I think the conventional wisdom is maybe they're not one of the five best teams in the NFL right now, at least like watching Good Morning Football and stuff like that. Oh, I, I think that's what Twitter thinks, but I think most of the <laughs> That's what I'm basing, that's basing it on. Favorites. Walker's become a huge GMFB fan. <laughs> really? None of them think, yeah, they, and I don't blame them. Like in power rankings, it's like, you know, five, six. That's, that's about Sorry. where I think people see it. I don't watch the Wednesday Hansis hit, but otherwise, <laughs> great program. Well, that's too early, I think. How early are you on there? Oh, it's about six thirty. Yeah, we're not at, we're not we're not watching TV at six thirty. Sorry. Um, here the the thing that hurts is that the Patriots could lose three games in a row and still get a bye. They could clean it up and go twelve and four, and that might be good enough. Uh, well, quite possibly w- uh, would be. Well, the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs would have a chance to to pass them certainly. So oh, the yeah, one of those losses would be to Kansas City. Another to teams, Houston. Teams change constantly throughout a season. And I could see them going on a three-game losing streak and then rebounding, figuring out some things about their offense and right. better. The whole like how they're looking now as a Patriots fan doesn't worry me too much other than they need to get things in place for like the three one-game tournaments, as as Belichick would think about it, that, that they hope to play. Let's uh, go down to the Big D uh, and talk about what's going on with the Cowboys. And I thought Jerry Jones... I understand that he part of he's a carnival barker on some level. He loves to get out there and and make headlines and be at the center of attention. Uh, but this feels a little different after another disappointing Cowboys lost their second in three weeks. Let's listen to a little bit uh, of what Jera had to say uh, this week. Uh, you know, with a lot of criticism around Jason Garrett and the coaching staff. The Cowboys are very disappointing six and five. When your general manager, of which I am. Uh, those coaches are out there at my uh, ultimate decision. And so uh, just as uh, uh, I should and do expect our fans to, uh, uh, when asked in a situation like that, uh, questions regarding uh, uh, how we perform, it's very much within my realm of uh, purview, if you will, uh, to basically um, uh, not only be standing there as an owner, but be standing there as the general manager that put the staff together to begin with. And so uh, uh, it's uh, people seem to think that it's uh, uh, particularly harsh to uh, have criticism, uh, and they think that when you uh, uh, look at the other side of the field and call a, a job well done, that that might mean that... Uh, uh, that's extraordinary criticism of the job that you've done uh, over on the other side of the field, which is which is me. All right. So, can we get more of that, please? By the way, please. by the way, it does remind. At me, no point in your rambling um, <laughs> reminds me of our early days, Mark, on the uh, copy desk at NFL.com. Oh. He was the best person to transcribe because he spoke so slowly that you would be able to type it out in real time and, and have a really good mm. 
you know, a copy in front of you without having some guys mumble or talk really quickly. Well, you got to take the recorder and move it down to 15% speed. Not Jarrah, the, the yeah. trick with him, Jarrah though, is, is at half speed, essentially. Mm, you never know where to put a punctuation mark there. Like, uh, that seemed to just be one, one <laughs> sentence. A lot of ellipses. That just kept. I fell asleep at one point, I have to say. But uh, the point that I'm getting to in my prediction is that I believe Jason Garrett has used up uh, the last of his nine lives. I think there's a, a, a tonal shift going on there. Jera is he is not going to be on terra firma uh, infinitely. He time is running out, and you you sense that the Jones family thinks they have something special with this roster and with some of the uh, way the games have played out. That it maybe finally Jerry Jones is coming around to what a lot of other people on the outside have thought for a long time. Greg, you've been particularly vocal on this front that Jason Garrett is a major problem for the Cowboys. And right now, uh, if the the old season ended today, they would be in as the fourth seed um, and have a uh, division title. They have to at least do that. And I think I think Garrett's got to win a playoff game, and I don't think it happens. So I think Jason Garrett gets mm. fired uh, come Black Monday um, this this year, that is my prediction, and a lot of people have been predicting that for five years now. But I just have a bit of a feeling. So you have them this not making the, the playoffs. No, they they might even make the playoffs. So he survived. Yeah, you get whacked in a wild get card whacked games. in the wild card, or, and then that's it. I I had something similar that I thought that Garrett and could, Matt Rule takes over. I could see him potentially being gone before the season ends if this continues apace and if they collapse if they collapsed let's start let's say they lost to the bills on thanksgiving and it totally collapsed and because my dream would be because i think when he fired jimmy johnson the back part of jerry johnson's brain or jerry jimmy jones or Jerry Jones' spring, where is my brain? Thought, I could coach this team. I would love to see Jerry Jones step in and try to coach the Cowboys for one game in Week 17 and then turn around and either try to get Kellen Moore or Chris Richard. But if that doesn't work, make a strong run at luring Tony Romo out of the booth to coach the Cowboys next season. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I do think... uh... It's insane that there had to be sources on multiple networks saying uh, that they're not considering making a change before the Thanksgiving game. <laughs> I was like, wow, that that had to be something that you wanted to that the team wanted to put out there. Well, you know, maybe if it was like we didn't have a game till Sunday, that would be a possibility. But it's a short week. Let's not make any coach changes. We talked about this exact conversation before the season, and I think we settled on, or at least I know I was saying like it's NFC conference. Yes, you know, we did championship know. game or bust. I don't think that's changed. Uh, I do think there's a chance Chris Richard gets elevated in that way. You keep Kellen Moore, and it's not too big of a shakeup. I Jane? think we're all trapped in week 13. And if you look at this team, week one, and look at their schedule, they're much more likely to win out. Well, I agree with that. I, I mean, I agree that I think they're going to make the playoffs and be a dangerous team in that in the playoffs. But, they've, but beaten one, they've beaten one team with a winning record. It's all tough year. to get to a conference I, I championship. Just yeah. say you look at their team, right. you look at their roster, you look at the fact that every game's been close. Even I mean, the losses have all been close. Right. This this team is much more likely to beat the Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, and Redskins than for it to collapse. Now, right. Yes, but that's not going to be enough for a bye. So they will have to win. Not just a tough home playoff game, but they're going to have to win on the road, likely against you know either a 49ers or a Saints type of team to get to that kind of They are not getting a bye. And Wes, please. you've been pounding the table for the Cowboys all season, and I get it, and a lot of like the analytics back it all up. 
but yeah, I haven't seen enough consistency. I can't even put this Buffalo game in the win column for him. And I, imagine what happens if they lose on Thursday, the, the drama that would ensue following that I totally that game. understand that sentiment, and that makes more logical sense. I just have an intuition that this team is better than that. All right, we're going to get to uh, find out. And one last note, Jane Slater, friend of the pod of NFL Network, and she covers the Cowboys uh, in an excellent fashion for us. She was on our airways on NFL Now earlier today and had some really strong comments. She said that there was, quote, blood in the water at Cowboys headquarters. She's covered this team for a while now. That Jerry Jones is unco- was uncomfortable to listen to for people that have, it's their job to listen to him. And also a source told Slater uh, regarding the Cowboys, it's too early to sink the ship and too late to fix it. Model. Well, the Marines don't like that situation. Oh, the Marines don't fix anything. <laughs> Greg? I mean, they they need a they need a general manager that doesn't act like a fan. That's what I would say. All that right. doesn't get so emotionally, you know, wrapped up in things. Uh, I'm going to go with another team that I think is better than their record, like the Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs. And my prediction is just that they're not going to lose another game uh, for the regular season. And heck, uh, I didn't know we were stretching this into the playoffs. Let's just make it through the playoffs. You know, let, let's say the, win the Chiefs Bowl. go go and win a ship. I think they can. I really like this team. I think. The, their regular season run is not crazy to pull that off. Winning in Foxborough is certainly uh, the toughest uh, game that they're going to have. Winning the rest of their regular season games will not get them a bye, uh, most likely. They would need the Patriots to lose uh, three times. Or well, the, that's happening. Right, that's, that is happening. <laughs> I want you to lock them up there. Lock up the Texans. Show your, uh, show your belief this week. All right. Um, I will. And... They, or they would need the Ravens to lose twice. That doesn't seem like that's going to happen either. So it's going to be a tough road for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But I, I do think they are right there to me with the Ravens and the 49ers. And I guess you'd throw uh, the Saints and the Patriots maybe just a little bit below them as like the, one of the Super Bowl favorites. They, they, have, they haven't totally shown it, but I think now they will show The Ravens it. do play the Browns and Jets. So, Greg, your dream is alive. With their run defense... Can't you imagine Lamar Jackson just absolute and Mark Ingram absolutely destroying this team? I mean, they dominated. They dominated the Ravens first of all. Like that, that was a game that they won convincingly. That Lamar Jackson probably Wait. played one of his worst games. You know, week they, week three, week three. The Ravens. I hear you. Yeah, but no, I hear you. But I'm just saying, like that is something that happened. Ancient history. I also think run defense. It would be a big-time problem for them, uh, but it's a problem for a lot of these good teams. Like, the the Patriots don't have the best run defense. The Ravens don't have the best run defense. The 49ers don't have a, the best run defense. Maybe they match up well against all of them. Greg the Gold. Ravens' offense is a problem for any defense that ever played football. Right, exactly. My point is I think the Chiefs are going to play to their talent level, and it's a much better defense uh, this year than it was a year ago, and the offense should be ready to soar, and that they're going to come into the playoffs as that proverbial team no one wants to play, the thing especially I'd- the Ravens or Patriots in the divisional round. It'll be really interesting if those two teams get the bye, like to kind of how that all shakes the out. The Kansas City schedule, if they can knock off New England, is very manageable. And it, the, the two games that the Baltimore Ravens lost, they were 2-2 two and two at one point, which is crazy. And I get that it, it's like in the Mesozoic era at this point. But what happened was they got down early in those games. And yes. that, that, that's the one thing. Every, any team in the league, when you're up, everything is maximized. But if, you could, if you're the Chiefs and you could somehow build an early lead, which they're explosive. Well, or the 49ers, to more to the point this week, two teams that are really good playing from ahead. And it's not just because of the running game. It's partly because both of their defenses, the Ravens and the 49ers, are so good with blitzes and 
just winning against the pass versus the run. That's one of the reasons the Ravens' defense has been so much better. Have the Chiefs and the Cowboys kind of in a similar club for me where I believe in both of those teams. At a certain point, they need to really get hot and win four or five games in a row to show everyone that they are uh, indeed a badass team. So let's see if one or both of those teams can pull it off. I have the exact same prediction as Greg, except I did not have the stones to put them in the Super Bowl. I have them... Advan- winning out the regular season, advancing to the AFC title game against the Ravens in the most anticipated mm. AFC title game matchup. I didn't really even either. I didn't know what the- – I thought this was a regular season thing, and then Bartlett asked me, does that mean they don't lose for the whole rest of the season? Hey, sure, why not? No, Bartlett's <laughs> in the bag for the Chiefs, so he's like, all right, that's a great segment. Uh, Mark, give us one more quick one. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> he's got a highlighter all over that page. Quick one, Mark. Here we go. The Seahawks win the NFC West – and the 49ers lose in the first round of the playoffs. Mm. Okay. Uh, I have a Seahawks uh, as well that they will be the first team since the 1999 Tennessee Titans. There were the Titans back then when men were men. Whatever happened to Gary Cooper? Uh, the first team since the 99 Titans to go 13-3 and three and be a wild card team because I think the Niners and the Saints hmm. will hold on to those uh, first two spots and get. It's been that long. I could be wrong, but I did some quick Googling. Yeah. And the Chargers had a chance about. last year, but then they 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 lost at the end. Um, all right. Good stuff. Let's get to the Thanksgiving game previews. Let's uh, go in order, starting with the early game. A bit of a snoozer. What is it? Tryptophan? Hey, you know, eat all that turkey. You're going to take a nap. Well, this is before the turkey. It's 9.30 a.m. on the West Coast. Sweet sweet social media content. Tryptophan jokes. Tryptophan jokes are hot this time of year. Uh, The Bears travel to Detroit to face the Lions. And, uh, uh, you know, this is is a dangerous spot here for Matt Patricia in a nationally televised game. A team that's lost, I believe, six of their last seven. uh, And they're surrendering 29 points nearly. Per game, so the defense stinks. He's the defensive-minded coach, and now with Matt Stafford on the shelf, and potentially, you know, there's rumblings that he'll be heading to IR at some point. He's done for the year. Jeff Driscoll comes down to earth uh, this week against the Redskins, so things are really bad for the Lions. And you and you get the feeling if they can't beat the Bears, who are coming off a win. Uh, that Patricia's fate will be close to sealed. That's just kind of how I, I think there are big stakes in this game organizationally for the Lions. Mm. Rough, uh, rough uh, idea if you don't if you don't have Jeff Driscoll playing in this game. He's fighting a hamstring injury, and at that point, you know you've got you know a big problem handing off to both Scarborough and hoping that they can survive against this Bears defense. I think Driscoll's played fine as as backup quarterbacks go. He totally collapsed at the end of last week's game against Washington, but he hasn't been the problem. The defense has been the problem and Mitchell Trubisky hasn't been quite as bad the last couple weeks. Still pretty bad. Still long stretches where they're punting against bad defenses and he's even in his good games he'll throw, you know, one or two picks or one or two that should be picked, but he hasn't been quite as bad, and the, the Bears' defense would seemingly be enough to just go win the game by themselves anyways. Well, yeah, any Trubisky progress is loaded with caveats, but we've seen in a couple of games in a row now stretches. A couple of hot streaks. Yeah, hot streaks where the ball placement is pretty good, and the accuracy is all right. You know, mixed, but then it goes bad. It's like then it goes bad. You're right. It, it's like he has one or two bad throws, and then he just is no longer confident. Well, we're comparing him to how he looked a month or a month and a half ago. 
and I think it counts as some progress. I think it's a you say for the Lions that it's a game and a season that could lead to organizational Referendum, changes. Referendum, bro. I think the same when you look at Ryan Pace because I, I look at Bob Quinn, GM of the Lions, Ryan Pace, GM of the Bears. I'm not sure who has a better case to stay at this point after this season based on some major decisions that have been made over the course of the couple of years in, in Detroit, lack of progress. But the, I, Detroit, to me, has zero real home field advantage in these Thanksgiving games. They just don't. But they have stopped the run, and that's kind of been the recipe to cause some chaos for Chicago that cannot run the ball. And maybe if you can get a play or two off of Trubisky, a little bit of Detroit magic. Not predicting. It's crazy that this will be one of the most watched games of the year. The Chase Daniel uh, win a year ago was the second most watched you know, football game all last season. And the, and the most is the is the Cowboys game following it. Usually the Thanksgiving games, like, these, this is it. And it's crazy that it could be... It's not a great marketing tool, to Dan's point. but It could be better. But I would never flex it out, as I said. Not it's anymore. People, people of Detroit need this. You've weren't heard, they on a nice... The people weren't they on a pretty... They've been on a pretty nice uh, winning streak in these uh, Thanksgiving... Until not... They lost last year, but in general, the Stafford Lions have been nice on Thanksgiving. I haven't been tirelessly tracking that stat. <laughs> I, tracked it, I track this very closely every year, and I talk about it every year. I love the halftime show in Detroit on Thanksgiving. You know, Mark rolled his eyes, but this is important. Well, because it's... Uh, of course, in 1999, Third Eye Blind played the halftime show uh, about six or seven years ago. Speaking of our early NFL.com days, Mark, remember there was... Some pushback about an early around-the-league post that was publicizing a petition that the people of Detroit were signing to get Nickelback kicked off the halftime show uh, 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 for the Lions Thanksgiving game. Well, this year, the Brothers Osborne will be playing. Who are they? I am not familiar with their material. One uh, of them is Joan, I would imagine. But they look like a couple chill... Whites, one of them's got a cowboy hat. I'm going to say country music. I'm going to go. They Let's sound go. like rivals of the family Von Trapp singers. <laughs> By the way, yeah. the, the starting quarterback for the Lions could be a man named David Blow. Uh, he's the only healthy guy on oh. the roster. He was Purdue's backup quarterback. Does in that count as an upgrade on David Fails? Wait, he was the backup at Purdue? <laughs> uh, and led them to uh, a big time win. Hey, give Colin Kaepernick a good job already. He was briefly on the Browns this offseason. They uh, traded oh, for this cat. B-L-O-U-G-H. Yeah. Yeah, I don't they know how to pronounce it. I, I pronounce and it Blau. The, the thing I found most interesting, they tried to get Josh Johnson from the XFL this week to you know potentially step in, which shows you maybe Driscoll's not playing this game. Uh, the XFL didn't allow him out of his contract. Yeah, XFL. XFL blocked it. There you go. Flex those, those steroid-addled muscles. <laughs> David Blau, if I'm not mistaken. Blau, okay, sorry. He played okay in the preseason for Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, it was against, you know, uh, people that are now working at Rite Aid. But please, that's, yeah, please don't tell me we're watching Dave Blau. That feels like emergency flex that's powers a job. by the league, but fair enough. That's a job, Wes. <laughs> we're watching Dave Blau, that's a job. That's our job. Yeah. You Mark's right. The last time we saw him was like in the deep reaches of the fourth quarter of preseason games. Total job watching Good Dave Good player. Good player. Started, he did become a starter at Purdue. And, you know, he bounced back and forth. Nice 6-5 and five season. All right, the second game and by far the best game uh, on the Thanksgiving slate, the Buffalo Bills 8-3 and three, coming off uh, a couple of decisive wins, which we had wanted to see from this Bills team to actually go beat up on some teams, and they beat up on a couple bad teams. And now they get the Cowboys in Dallas. 
And uh, this counts as a challenge for both teams. Wes, this is a good game right here because the Bills, uh, with their defense, which was incredible. uh, I understand it was against the Broncos, but there was an incredible stat uh, connected to the game that on the last five possessions for Denver, uh, they averaged, I believe, something like five inches per possession. Uh, So a total shutdown effort. uh, And now the Cowboys, who got shut down by the Patriots in crappy conditions in New England. Uh, if their offense is as good as they, uh, as we believe them to be at home, this should be prime for a bounce-back performance, uh, but we'll find out. It will be interesting to see how that matchup works out because I was down on the Bills' defense three weeks ago. Then they played the Wobegon Dolphins, who had just lost like three of their best players on offense, and then they played the Broncos of Brandon Allen. So what do you do against the Cowboys who have been one or two in DVOA all year, and now you're facing real talent. This is a test for the Bills' defense, and really it's a test for the Cowboys to get off the schneid as far as maybe not starting their offense until the second quarter of a game. <laughs> you're waiting 15 minutes to get into a game. You need to start from from pass one and get out there and, and get an early lead. What I'd like to see is because if you go up and down the schedule of the Dallas Cowboys, they haven't really faced – a quarterback that provides like a mobile threat. They haven't dealt with that. And and the Bills at least are leaning into, as you pointed out after that Denver game, they're leaning into Josh Allen's powers on the ground. Why not do that all day long? And him with Devin Singletary and Frank Gore gives you something. And that's what I would do is just lean into Josh Allen. He's such a dynamic athlete, but like you watch Lamar Jackson who knows how to avoid a hit and is elusive and you watch Josh Allen and he's fast, but he's a bunky, bucking Bronco and he's just running <laughs> into people and over people and through people. Yeah, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be comparing him to, to Lamar Jackson at this point, but, but you, he's fun to watch. You could lean into it. Part of the reason I think he stopped running or they stopped calling the plays is because he had a string of insanely poor fumbles yeah. while scrambling and running. And I think they tried. They almost had another one right, last in, week. in key situations. Right. Even, call them insanely poor fumbles. Like <laughs> where it's like the he had a couple times this year where all they had to do was not fumble and they win. <laughs> and then Josh Allen fumbled and it raised some question whether you're going to win or not. I like how Greg painted that one. <laughs> they literally yeah. only needed Josh Allen not to fumble. It's little- That's the thing. He, he's had his two best games of the year. He's running more. I think there's a lot to be excited. Their defense has been way more aggressive. So can you blitz as much, you know, against this Cowboys offensive line? I don't know. But even in those good games that Allen's had, he still had a couple throws uh, that the, the gives the opponent a chance to make a big interception. This Cowboys run defense, though, I think is very vulnerable if you watch them. Uh, really, the last five or six weeks, but especially the last two weeks, and now Leighton Vander Esch uh, being out, I think, is a big part of that. This is a this is a great game. I'm looking forward to this game because for two reasons. The Cowboys, and we talked about it a few minutes back, uh, they're always great soapy theater. They're just it's fun. You know they are a TV show. They really are. So to see it, what's going to happen next, the next chapter for them, and then back to Josh Allen. <laughs> who's got their ringer on? Not me, but I would imagine Wes. someone who's uh, announced major life news <laughs> in the middle of a live show. Their phone may be ringing. Uh, this is a huge sta- stage for Josh Allen, who I feel like. Uh, Kind of is never been in a big relegated <laughs> to the early games on Sunday. I feel like the Bills have played roughly seven thousand one p.m. games uh, in the NFL since Jim Kelly retired. Uh, they don't get a lot of primetime games, so None. here we are, Thanksgiving, right in the middle. Uh, it's going to be one of the highest uh, rated games of the whole season. Josh Allen, 
Are you good? Are you a guy that the, the Bills have a franchise quarterback? Uh, well, a lot of people are going to form opinions based on this game, whether that's fair or not. And if you're Jason Garrett, what happens when Jerry Jones watches you potentially outcoached by Sean McDermott? Ooh, McDermott's doing a great job, although he does make me nervous every once in a while. It's like he won't let Josh Allen throw a Hail Mary at the end of a first half. It's like, you got Josh out and let him throw the ball. They just decide to kneel on the ball with 10 seconds left at the 45 yards. And it's like, I don't know. What is the point? Yeah. I just like, why? why? That bothered he, so At his heart, he's very conservative. I, uh, these are the two teams that all season their fans have been annoyed that they haven't beaten a good team. Both of these teams. Because neither one has beaten uh, uh, a winning team at the time. Now the Titans have a winning record. So that's the best win either one of those these teams mm. has had is that Buffalo won uh, in Tennessee, fourteen to seven. I mean, the Cowboys need it. They need it bad. And uh, I've got a question for the Mirror Committee. Oh, is Chiefs Chiefs Raiders? Is that is that not mirror worthy? Even though technically it's for first place, because if that was wait, wor- that's not even a Thanksgiving game. No, I know, but I'm going to lock up the Cowboys. If uh, if, if if you're saying what does the, the Chiefs, desert say about Raiders? It would be it wouldn't pass the desert. Greg, but you, you guys never are funny. understand the mirror. It's not our mirror. It's yours. Yeah, it is mm. yours. And you you believe in the desert, so I don't think you could. But do you but have it, a mirror? Uh, yeah, we've got a couple around the house. Do uh, you ever look at it? I mean, you does, like what it, you does see? it look like it? No, no. It's like I never. I think you've answered your own myself. question, though. Yeah. If well, if one of you jumped on that, I could always jump. I have jump, no problem with you taking uh, I'll either go, team in this. Yeah, game. I'll go with the Cowboys then and lock that up. Like. All right. Okay. In the Cole Beasley Bowl. That's right. I think that's a fine lock. His his second studio album's coming out uh, pretty soon, so he's been working hard. I'm going with you. I'll lock, I'll lock up the boys, too. Let's go. Let's fly. It'll be fun. fun thing on Thanksgiving. This didn't work well, out. Well, I'd like this to do, work out well do a triple lock, then. We've never had that. Whoa. Ever. All right. I'm jumping out. What's the point, then? Greg's we, out. We've done it. We're in. <laughs> we've done that very well. Nailed it. Chiefs and Raiders. <laughs> sure. <laughs> See, can you look in the mirror? Oh, can you? If the desert doesn't Why not appear? join us? I believe that was a usurping. It's just like, uh, I don't know. What's the point, then? It would I be th- a like first-time thing. I used to think we used, we had a rule even against it. Because you're trying to like... No, I mean... No, there's no... You're the one that says there's no rule. Can I bring so. something up, by the way? Can we hear just the lock sound effect again? Ooh. No, I'll stick with the Cowboys for now. We got a show tomorrow. We're taping. A All listener right. pointed out that that is a very meek lock sound. We used to have a great lock sound. It sounded like a vault being slammed. Yes! That's a lock sound drop. Can we address that? Is that Bartlett? Is that did. something? Yeah, we it's do a graphics America? team because it's married to, you know, mm. the, if you're watching the show, you get a really cool lock graphic, um, but I can hit it. We can hear it if you want a bunch of locks. It's just, it's so mediocre. It's like a little, like a bike lock. That's, so you think it, it I mean, that's all you guys need picked. for your dumb locks. Easily picked lock. Wrong. When you lock it, you're putting it in the vault. We're not easily picked over the last month as a group, but I, Greg, I feel like you're a little annoyed that we... Uh, jumped on your party line there. Oh, yeah. See it in your face. No, not annoying. Like, if I hadn't have locked it, so you wouldn't have locked it? I just don't get that. Maybe they hadn't put much thought into I the had lock thought, yeah. I, I had hadn't it. thought about it I at did all. Very, yeah. I did in, right before the show started. To I might jump quick, out of the lock when we get took, to tomorrow. It took a quick show. light. That's right. Got everyone listening, we've got a, uh, a Wednesday preview show. We might be on the air still by the time the next day comes. So <laughs> Finally, the Saints are at the Falcons. This could have been a fun game. Uh, back in September, you know, right before the season began, this looked like potentially uh, a, a game in the NFC South with huge playoff ramifications. Well, it is for one team, the Saints 9-2. Uh, 
um, who are looking to stack W's and, and get a bye in the first round. And the Falcons, you know, speaking of the locks, they killed Greg and I on Sunday. They laid a total egg against uh, the Falcons, against the Bucks at home, turned Jameis Winston into Brett Favre. And um, that's just who the Falcons are, a team that shouldn't be trusted, that have it in them to occasionally show up and ball out. And they've done it, you know, three times this year, twice, uh, t- two weeks in a row before what we saw Sunday. But they are th- who they are, uh, which is an inconsistent to bad team. And uh, the Saints, I feel, again, the stakes are higher. Now, I think what Parcells was getting at in part was the real teams, when they sense the moment, once you start to get to December, they are not. They are much less likely you know, to trip over themselves. The real teams button down and separate themselves. And that's why I don't see a flat performance by New Orleans, although we've seen that a couple times. I believe they go into uh, Atlanta and lay a beat down on. I wouldn't be able to look in a mirror on this. See this, uh, but I feel very less strongly a, about that. Well, you you could you could do it. They're, they're less of a favorite, for instance, the Saints than uh, the Cowboys. Well, are. they just got worked are, over by the Falcons are, a couple weeks ago. Are big the cow the uh, Saints are bigger or less favorites than the Cowboys for what it's worth. I, I think be, you could look in the mirror for that. I'd be shocked if New Orleans. Like, this is a huge weekend for the Saints. They're nine and two. The Seahawks, if they win, would be ten and two. Let's say the Saints won this game, they'd be ten and two. And if they the, the New Orleans Saints beat Seattle, they'd have the tiebreaker over the Seahawks. And if the San Francisco San Francisco Forty ers lost to the Ravens, very possible the Saints would suddenly be a bye team, and then you just got to ride it out. There's something going on with the Saints offense that I've been begging for all year, and it's finally happened. They finally have a third weapon because Jared Cook is that guy. He's playing really well over the past month. I think he's found a rapport with Drew Brees. And I like this offense the rest of the way, even with Drew Brees having a limited arm strength. You know, he can still play good football with a limited arm. They do have the left side of their offensive line out in this game. And I don't know where we're at on the Falcons' pass rush. I don't trust them, but... I'll I don't just, trust them, but they had a good game against the Saints. I think that was one of the keys was they disrupted the timing of Breeze. But I'm with you. I think it was a good sign for the Saints that they could win an old-school Saints shootout. They had a ton of big plays. I mean, you know, he doesn't he, – there's a couple of throws where the arm doesn't look great. He also put it on Ted Ginn about 45 yards down the field, and Ginn dropped it. They had a number of explosive uh, plus-20 passing plays in that game, which they have not had all season long. So I think that's a good sign as Breeze has gotten back into the rhythm of, of being their starter again, uh, that, that they can win high-scoring games. I kind of expect this to be a high-scoring game, especially if Julio Jones is healthy. That That is a problem for the Falcons when he is on the sideline. Saints secondary got fried last week. I'm sure you know where to go to on the internet, Greg, but the site I'm looking at has the Saints getting an extra half point of wood over the boys. No, the, I, the Cowboys right now, they're about six and a half point favorites, and uh, Saints are five and a half. Do you just imagine that's, that's that's vernacular that gamblers use? Uh, yeah, you got to lay some wood. Uh, all right. Here we go. Good stuff. We will be back Wednesday, tomorrow, with our full preview of week 13. So, yes, it's a little different. Uh, with Thanksgiving on Thursday, we're right back at you uh, tomorrow to preview the rest of the games. And then Friday, first thing Friday, Mr. Sessler and I uh, from the garage in Culver City at, at Hansis Manor will recap all of the Thanksgiving Day games and the Thanksgiving night games. So you'll get a podcast Wednesday. You'll get a mini pod Friday and then the week 13 recap 
on Sunday. That's a lot of content. Feels like this a lot of work during the Thanksgiving the weekend. But what you know, I'm excited to cover these three games <laughs> essentially a second time. Okay, let's do it. That that is the excitement that we're looking for, Mark. Will be fun. All right, this is Dan Hansen signing off for Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley. Excuse me. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you, oh, Wes. Yeah. Jeez, that's, that's all that matters. Chris Wessling and Lakeisha having a baby. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.